Hey everybody, welcome back to Giant Talk, the world's first OKR podcast. It's uh, Lawrence back with you today, hosting this one. Uh, thank you to Roger for taking over the last one for me. Uh, and I'm really happy to announce that I've got Alex Riffman joining me today, who is the regional director of a company called Anomaly. Alex, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Lawrence. No problem at all. So I believe you're uh, speaking to us from, from your home in Chicago. Um, as most of the world right now, you, you are also on lockdown. So we're doing this over Zoom, of course. That's correct. Lockdown with the rest of the world. <laughs> it's uh, it's certainly strange times that we're we're living in, but thankfully we've got technology, which means we can continue to bring the podcast to all of our listeners. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Alex. You know your your background and who Anomaly are and what you do there. Sure. So I uh, my name is Alex Riffman, and I'm uh, currently a regional director at a company called Anomaly. We we are a San Francisco startup uh, founded in 2013. And what we do is provide threat intelligence solutions to our customers worldwide. Uh, what I personally do is um, I manage customers and I, ha- I manage a team that, that is responsible for providing the most value to our, to our customers. So our customer base is, uh, is, our, is our customer. Okay. And... Um... What is it, you know, you say threat solutions, threat solutions, was it? And that sounds awfully serious, but can you just break that down a little bit more for us? You know, what, what does that entail? Sure. Essentially, our customers have the opportunity to track their own threats in the platform that we provide. We have a couple of different products and services, but at, at, the, at the root of it all, um, what customers are able to do is uh, – defend against threats that are internet-based, so cyber threats. Um, so for example, um, you know, globally there, there could be threats that are targeting healthcare right now. Um, and right. We, we essentially help customers track those kinds of threats and then automatically defend against them in various uh, security solutions that, are, that might be deployed in their environment. Okay, interesting. So, sounds like you're one of these companies that is super important behind the scenes, doing a, a lot of work and a lot of tracking that a lot of people haven't heard of, I suppose. Exactly. A lot of our work is sort of in the background, um, but our mm. when when there are essentially keeping companies out of the headlines. So that's how we right. uh, we, we measure our success okay. uh, and failure. <laughs> sure. So I imagine a lot of your customers are household names for people. Absolutely, yeah. Well, that, that sounds like a, a really interesting um, industry to be working in. And you mentioned it's it's San Francisco based, is it? Correct. Uh, we're headquartered in San Francisco, but we have offices uh, all over the world now. Um, we've been around for five years, uh, right. years so we've we have quite a few customers outside the United States as well. And what sort of headcount have you got in terms of staff then? Yeah, we have, we're up to about, you know, we're still a small company, but we're uh, over 200 employees worldwide. Okay. Uh, so, I'm not sizes. thinking you call yourselves a startup anymore then. That's true. That's true. We still <laughs> call ourselves a startup though. Startup mentality. Startup mentality. Yeah. Small company numbers. 
That's the best way to be, I think. Straddling that line. Absolutely. You've got to keep that startup mentality. That's what keeps things fun and fresh and innovative, right? <laughs> That's right. Cool. So um, how many are in your team then, Alex? Sure. So I manage a team of seven currently. Um, right. So it's a fairly small, lean team. Um, and we, we our focus is on the east coast of the United States. Right. Understood. Uh, and it's uh, a sales and customer accounts team? No, we're, actually, we're the team that I manage is 100% post-sales. So oh, okay, brilliant. Sales engagement um, other than handover from the sales team. Sure. Uh, but our job is essentially to make sure that the customer gets the value that they that they expect from our product lines. Okay, understood. So you're using OKRs then, uh, Anomaly, are you? That's right. That's right. We're big fans. Okay. So, you know, that's a, a typical thing we find with these small companies that want to keep that startup mentality. OKRs seem to go hand in hand with that. Would you agree? I agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, as long as uh, we are cognizant of changes and are able to adjust the OKRs as as necessary. So uh, keeping that agility. Yeah, exactly. But am I right in thinking that anomaly isn't the first time you've experienced OKRs? That's right. Um, we, I was at a large company prior to anomaly and I, um, I experienced OKRs there as well, but as a, uh, as a recipient of the objectives and not, uh, the person who sets them, right? Um, and in in my previous experience, you know, it it wasn't as useful because the the OKRs didn't match up very well with the actual uh, true on the ground objectives. Mm. So there was definite misalignment. Absolutely, and I think it, it tends to be true in in various the larger the organizations the more true it tends to be uh, because um, and then, and then, you know, the lead, the, the OKRs become less useful as a result. Yeah. Understood. And were OKRs used throughout that entire organization? Yeah, I believe so. Um, it, it was uh, sort of a top down kind of approach. So OKRs were set at the, at the very top of the company and pushed down, um, as measurable objectives to the rest of the organization. Right. Understood. Yep. So it didn't really allow much um, innovation from the rest of the staff to contribute the direction they believe they should be going in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Okay. So how is it different at Anomaly then? How, how have things kind of taken a different turn? Well, it's uh, it's wildly different at Anomaly because we we get we we are very well aware of what our objectives actually are, and then it's just a matter a matter of setting the correct uh, you know metrics around how you report on the uh, how you've attained the objectives. So um, it's because we're able to set them, uh, we can very clearly and effectively measure against them. And then there's not any surprises whether we have achieved the objectives or not. 
uh, by the rest of the team. Okay, interesting. And how many layers of OKRs have you got then? Have you just got them set for the leadership team or do they roll all the way down to an individual level or is it something a bit in between? No, they actually, they're set at their regional director level uh, with, uh, so our, everyone reports that we're pretty flat organization. So everybody reports right. up to a C-level um, and it, the objectives are set at the C-level, but they're distributed to the individuals in every team. And so my, every individual team member on my team is aware of their objectives and how they can achieve them. And right. they know exactly when, when they, you know, when, when they reach them or when they aren't able to reach them throughout the quarter. Absolutely. Uh, it sounds like a much better way of doing it already. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. Absolutely. So, when when did you first introduce OKRs at Anomaly then? So I was not the person to introduce them at Anomaly, but um, they they were introduced uh, two years ago when um, when we actually moved into a, a, a reporting structure uh, through this other kind of platform where it was very simple and straightforward to track the objectives and right. the results associated to those objectives. So when we moved into that platform. Um, we were able to implement OKRs very effectively for the entire company. Okay, good. And um, did you get it right first time? No, I don't think we got it right <laughs> the first time. But we <laughs> we adjusted them though fairly quickly um, because so um, <laughs> when we first rolled them out, we the objectives that were set were all about growth and how to expand as quickly as possible. But then when we realized that that was not the true objective, we object, you know, adjusted the, the OKRs immediately at the next quarter and started measuring what was important. Okay. So it sounds like that you uh, learned from your mistakes pretty quick there. Failing fast is one of our mantras. So uh, we're, we're happy with that. And you feel like they're working better now or have there been more tweaks along the way? They are working for us um, very well. Um, the tweaks are still needed, right? Because uh, as as we're seeing recently, we OKRs, um, six months ago, the world today is uh, wildly different. So, yeah. you know, I think even in a, in a company like ours, we're, you know, failing fast as to borrow your words. Mm. Um, we, even six months ago, the OKRs that we set were applicable, but today may not be right sure. because of coronavirus, with coronavirus. ongoing pandemic. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this then, the, the OKRs that kind of were no longer uh, applicable, what have you done with those? Have you just parked them for now or are you still trying to scramble your way towards them? No, we, they've definitely been parked. Um, so I'll give you an example. Um, you know, what we track today is renewal numbers, right? Renewals at, um, you know, quarterly cohorts and, and annual cohorts of custom and is our, is our basic kind of um, uh, metric. But 
just a year ago, we were mostly about upsells and um, expansion, right? So right. In, in today's world, obviously we, we, we you know, our, our priorities have changed and sure. our customers' priorities have changed. Of course. So have you set um, new OKRs then for the, the current climate? Well, um, we're in the process of doing that right now. Um, our quarters, because we're in, on a quarterly, uh, uh, we actually have one month to revise the OKRs um, okay. and then decide what it is that we're actually going to be measuring on. Uh, for example, one of the OKRs that we have right now has to do with um, being on site with customers and that's not going to work. <laughs> right. So that one is a clear one that we, none of the team is expected to uh, attain. Right. Sure. Uh, um, so we, we have to find a different metric and maybe we, uh, to borrow your words again, park, uh, but we certainly don't expect anyone to achieve it. Koan is a purpose-built solution for managing OKRs, helping teams achieve their objectives, getting them aligned and staying engaged. Sharing spreadsheets simply doesn't scale when you're growing a business. But with Koan, you can scale OKRs across your entire business whilst keeping teams motivated and moving in the right direction. And are your OKRs linked to um, reward and compensation in any way? Yes. Yes, they are. Mm, interesting. Our so, OKRs are directly linked to our merit uh, bonuses. Okay, very interesting. So, what are you doing in the current situation then uh, to to um, account for that? I suppose where there are OKRs that just can't be hit. Is it an easy system? Well, yes, uh, because we're in a in a startup. Um, right. The the results are measured on a spreadsheet. And the right. it's pretty straightforward to adjust them, and they're submitted to uh, our payroll system every quarter. But the regional directors have that control. Okay, I see. But you you do have the ability to adjust and deconstruct and reconstruct for for the necessary uh, changes. Yes, although a pandemic was a little bit unforeseen, um, we naturally we naturally we are gonna you know we do have the flexibility to adjust that. That's the, good. Their, mm. The results. Good, good to hear. Um, okay, so like you say, you're a small company startup mentality. Um, you tried to give OKRs a go, realized it wasn't quite working. Um, Rehashed them, rewrote them, and, and are now pretty well on track, you, you, you reckon? What processes have you put in place around OKRs from the way you actually get everyone in the room to set them um, to how you follow, follow through against them over the course of a quarter? Yeah, so we, we actually, we both with the stakeholders and with the team, the entire team to talk about the objectives. And there are some stretch objectives that we essentially look to the team to help us set. Right. And for the basic objectives, you know, the our, our C-level sets them, right? So renewal numbers, uh, st- that. Um, 
but the stretch goals we essentially leave our our team okay great and then how um and they're recorded in a spreadsheet you said uh no we we have a we use a, a system a, pla- a platform right. um, okay yeah. yep so a dedicated piece of software for it a dedicated piece of software yeah it's it, it tracks um other things as well but right. uh this is one of the features of the platform cool that makes a big difference uh <laughs> tracking them in spreadsheets is is very hard as soon as you're more than 10 to 15 people really i would say <laughs> that's right uh i concur so how do your teams get together to discuss progress and things then is that you know are there routines in place around that Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, we meet uh, one-on-ones are actually ma- uh, mandated by our C-level. Um, right. So we, it's from the top down, but I, I'm a firm believer in one-on-ones as well. So uh, once I meet with every single person on my team uh, to go over their their progress and how they're doing and, and how they're able to, how, how far they think they can get with the objectives that we've set, um and then we actually show it on a progress meter for for the entire company so it rolls up into the the top tier objectives so uh do the teams get together and chat about it or is it just a a one-on-one thing uh well the teams can probably get together it's not mandatory uh but the the team gets together uh, once a week as well i I'm not sure that that this is a topic that always comes up week, but it's definitely top of mind for everyone. Right, I see. So the teams get together and and the OKRs can be part of the agenda if they need to be, but aren't necessarily mandated to be. Correct, exactly. Hmm. And do you find those routines work well to keep uh, the the staff aligned behind the OKRs and to make sure traction (laughs) continues? Yes. Well, we we have a dashboard that essentially is visible to everybody in the company, and it it well. So there's multiple dashboards, of course, but the the primary dashboard rolls up. So individual progress actually rolls up to our C level staff, and so um, everyone is aware of how their actions and performance impacts the rest of the company, and so. Um, there's never any question. So you don't necessarily have even have to have a meeting in order to see where you are and how you've progressed, but um, it's available to everybody in a dashboard. Interesting. So we, we've talked about coronavirus a little bit and you know how a lot of people are going to be resetting their OKRs and rehashing things right now. And I, I know it wasn't a pandemic that caused you to look at your OKRs last time, but it, it was a reaction, wasn't it, to to market market changes? Is that right? Uh, so, at least anticipatory market changes for us. Right. Interesting. Okay. So you yeah. saw something on the horizon which which uh, caused you to pivot a little bit. Right. Well, we're here. Obviously, we interact with Fortune five hundred customers every day. And we're hearing from those customers that there is impact from the pandemic, although not everyone is 
quite sure about what that is specific business and and in various lines of business but um we know that there is going to be impact so we are of course reevaluating how we fit into an overall strategy long term and so we have to adjust and reconsider what our okrs look like and which which okrs make sense in today's endemic environment mm. okay but um when you reevaluated them the first time that was uh, because of the recession. So you've kind of gone gone through this before. So do you feel confident in doing it again now? You think you have the tools and expertise to, to pivot efficiently? Um, you know, I don't want to oversell the confidence. Uh, <laughs> I think a pandemic is unprecedented. Uh, sure. and, and, you know, uh, economists kind of, agree on the on the fact that there is going to be impact to yeah. all to the global economy yeah. uh, but it's very difficult for for you know me as a regional director to predict what the world is going to look like even in six months all mm. i do know for sure is that we will have to adjust our okrs um to accommodate for this new reality sure you you mentioned a little bit earlier that um, renewals were basically the number one metric for you guys that, that everybody looks at. Um, and I can imagine that your team play a really direct part in that, you know, looking after the customers. If, if you're doing a bad job of looking after the customers, they're not going to renew, I guess, is the, the long and short of it. Um, so are there any areas where you feel that it's difficult to align your team or do you think you know you guys just really have the, the get up and go straight straight from the the bottom up to be able to impact these things um so i'm we're very fortunate in our world to have very much a direct impact on the customer relationship right we we know a great customer success manager can make huge impact to the renewal number. Yeah. And we we actually have empirical evidence uh, to 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 say that definitively. If mm. you, the 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 opposite is also true, if you have a, a very poor uh, customer success manager, um, then they will not be able to show the value that that they need to be able to show to the customers, and we're much more likely to churn a customer. Mm. So. For for me, I think we pretty much have an easy job here. Uh, it's just making sure that we retain the best people so that we can continue to have uh, great renewal numbers. Right. Um, but the renewal numbers are the fundamental metric by which we measure the performance of our entire company. Right. So if, if you're allowed to share with us... Um, what are the sorts of metrics that you measure within your team to make sure you know you're on track to to do that? Yeah, well, so um, <laughs> I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but um, one of the metrics we were using um, just until recently is how often um, our customers invite us to to be a strategic to have strategic conversation with them on site. Interesting. Um, right. So. And, and we know that there is a correlation, a strong correlation between um, being invited to those meetings and renewal numbers. 
Mm. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> thanks to the pandemic and mm. coronavirus, we no longer have this metric. <laughs> we we can still, and the, you know, the, the table is virtual. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were having virtual meetings before the pandemic as well. And there is a much lower correlation between virtual meetings and renewals. So we are, this is one of the metrics that we are reevaluating right now. Okay, so this this is a really clear um, leading indicator then for you guys that's that's going to get you to the renewals, which I suppose is the lagging metric in this instance. Exactly. Although clearly, there you know it's no longer reliable. No changes have to take place, <laughs> of course. But it's it's interesting that for yourselves, you can see that pointing really clearly, and that you can see the the converse that you know prior to the current situation, um, having been invited to those meetings virtually doesn't lead to the same impact on renewals as as uh, being there in person did. Uh, that's pretty staggering information, actually. Oh, well, I'm glad <laughs> to share it then. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, absolutely, because, you know, um, me and, and Roger, who's the founder of Derby Giants, we've spent a lot of time recently talking about leading and lagging metrics. Um, and, you know, being very careful to look for um, causation and not correlation and all those different things that you, you need to really make sure that what you're measuring is actually going to move those top line needles. And it's interesting to, to hear of different examples. So that's really cool. Um, so, Alex, let's kind of wrap this up a little bit then. Um, You've seen OKRs used in a very large organization in, in your old telecoms role. Um, you've seen OKRs used during this startup journey to where you are now at Anomaly. If you had one piece of advice you could give to a company or a CEO or any sort of individual that was just about to get going on their OKR journey, what would that be? So um, my strong recommendation is be as flexible as possible. And when starting out, keep it simple. Um, really distill the objectives into what is important to the organization uh, and start with those objectives first. Yes. I think that's fantastic advice actually. And it, it's more likely that the teams will be able to, to buy into those simple objectives first. Um, and understand their part to play in them, I, I would have thought. Yeah, it will. It, it would be, it's easier to translate and explain OKRs to the team when they're simple and straightforward. Yeah, no, I really like that advice. That's, that's fantastic. Um, well, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. I've, I've really enjoyed the conversation and I'm sure the listeners will have taken a lot from it as well. Um, it, it's, a, it's a fascinating use, use for OKRs in a really interesting industry. Well, thank you very much for having me, Lawrence. I appreciate no problem this conversation. At all. Absolutely. Um, and to all our listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us in what is certainly uncertain times. I hope you all stay home and stay safe and, and look after each other. Um, and if there's anything we can help you with to do with your OKRs, you know where we are. Just, just ring us up for a chat. That's no problem at all. Um, but until next week's episode, stay safe and we'll talk to you all later. Thanks again for tuning in to Giant Talk, world's first OKR podcast. <laughs>